This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me... Double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Alien Veil podcast. It's Saturday, 20 to 11. It's the night of the game. Um, If you don't want to hear dog shit, bollocks or gutless, I would probably turn off now because they are the three big things that are springing to my mind about that that defeat today. So I'm joined by Steve because Bez has fucked off to Manchester. Lucky him. How are you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm all right. I watched the game at Manchester Airport, um, which is an odd place to watch a game for. It was fine, but we look like a side. I don't see where our next point's coming from. And teams who end up going down, I'm not saying we will, lose games like that in games when you, the keeper chucks the ball into the net like at Accrington. We just we, we look clueless. And some of the decisions that senior players made on that pitch today we're outrageous, really, and it's cost us. Yeah, I'm good for myself, obviously. Yeah, in yourself, you're good. That's good for you. And joined by Andy as well. Uh, we've been to the game together today, so um, it was a, a nice um, ride back. I think the highlight of it was the commentary, wasn't it? Um, and I hope you're sporting your Leeds United haircut now, Andy. Um, it'll take a fair while for me to grow um, a Calvin Phillips top knot. But yeah, that, that was... That was a bizarre choice of words by John Murray on Five Live that tickled us, if no one else. I don't think anyone else noticed it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's apart from the, the ninety minutes. It's, it was a nice day. It was a lovely, lovely weather. Good run into Lincoln. We found a Taco Bell, which is always a, a bonus. You know, you've got a um, is it Glanford Park, Sinsel Bank. Um, there's one just around the corner from the uh, Bernabeu. In Madrid, um, every top quality stadium has, has its own Taco Bell nearby, um, and it was 
if nothing else, it was a new and exciting way to lose a game. You know, um, we, <laughs> I actually thought it was an entertaining game. I mean, it was it was a shambles, which is why it was entertaining. But it was it was an experience. You know, if nothing else, and having most of the season since January has been pretty turgid stuff. That at least was at some entertainment value. Yeah, you, you say that as as a neutral, you probably would have really enjoyed that. Oh. That was a, yeah. That was if both if we were if we got six or seven more points, you chalk that you chalk you know and they're where they're in the league. You chalk that game down to a bit of banter, wouldn't you? You know, or well, it's been a bit a bit of end of season affair, nothing to play for, and it would have been quite not funny because losing is not funny, but it would have been a bit and you know a nice bit of irony. It's not like Andy says something a bit different, but when you're in our position and sinking either slowly towards a quagmire or as fast as a stone, depending on who you listen to, it's not what we needed. It just feels a bit typical Vale, doesn't it? I mean, we we find a way of, of losing that. Last week at Accrington, it was um, managing to go 1-0 down to a team that hadn't even had a shot on target. Uh, today, it's managing to make the the um the incident where we go two one into the lead that's the moment that where the game slips away from us. So it just it's just fail, isn't it? We we do these things and you just sort of I don't know what when these sort of things happened under Norman, you sort of accepted it because he was an idiot and he didn't know any better. But now we've got genuine football people in charge. It isn't quite as funny, is it? No, and I think when when you when you realise in the last three games we've got more red cards than we have goals, that that kind of puts you into perspective a little bit, doesn't it? That we we just we've asked for a bit of fight, and I don't think anyone quite understood what we meant. Like we want a bit of fight and desire on the pitch, not a bit of let's let's have an actual fight and get ourselves sent off. You were saying about Conlon, weren't you, Johnny? A few weeks ago, you wanted him to see him get in people's faces a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is my fault, isn't it? Yeah, I can't, I can't really sleep. He's done what I've asked and got himself sent off. Cheers, Tom. Yeah, to be fair, you've been told... The other thing about... Sorry, Sorry, Andy. I was going to say, the other thing about uh, more red cards and gold, it's more red cards and wins in 2023. Yeah. I, 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 I was trying to be a bit more positive. Yeah, but, yeah. All I was going to say was... you. You can't really take the blame for Conlon because you've been telling me he's right foot all season and that hasn't worked. So you've got maybe you've got one out of two. Yeah, I just yeah, we'll 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 get we'll we'll get on to Conlon and Sammy and the red cards and everything as, as we go. But I think look, the 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 main the main thing to start with today is is ref watch. And he was a shambles at Oxford away. And He's just decided to keep it up. I just their their, their red card. I need I need this is where I need bears. This is their red card. I'm not 100 certain is a red card because the foul starts outside the area and continues into it. So is that a penalty? I'm not sure. And they they had a lad behind the keeper at the time that the foul ended. So is that denying a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity? Can I just so, interrupt you there? I was yeah. telling you guys off air about their manager had no problem with it. 
And fair enough. I just said, no, from, yeah. from, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. You just uh, he didn't have a well, he's he's just saying you've won, isn't it? But he had no problem with it, he said. Fair enough. Well, I say for, from seeing it back, I was just there, there the couple of questions I had was it started outside the area. So is it where the foul starts or ends? Or is it a mixture of both dependent on severity? I've been seeing it back, it feels a bit more six of one half a dozen of the other. Than it, I mean, it probably is a more of a foul by their keeper, but it just felt as though Taylor was almost maybe given as good as he was getting. Which was not a wrestling match, wasn't it? Yeah, but when you're a keeper and you put yourself in that situation, it always looks a bit worse, doesn't it? You always look a bit clumsy because your arm, your arms are everywhere. You've made a mistake, and you're perhaps a bit overzealous because you know you know it's on you. I thought it started outside the area. It finished inside the area. And a lot of the times, you'll see a referee, especially at home, not sort of shit out, but give a free kick on the edge of the, you know, give a free kick on the edge of the box, and then you know it's not, it's not so, so much jeopardy for the for the keeper, but he didn't. He maybe let it carry on to see what had happened, and then once it had carried on into the box, he'd sort of got to make a decision, and that's what and that's what he did. I mean, the big decisions really, I don't have a problem with that one. Not because it for us. You know, the Colin sending off, I can't really comment on because I've not seen it. The Sammy Robinson sending it off, well, that's just a sending off, isn't it? You know, there was, there was a lot of bookings. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't think, I thought the ref, for everything we, you're going to say about him, I thought the major decisions, he kind of got right. And there was a lot to make in this game. I just think, I just don't, from, from, from being in the ground, they didn't, they didn't feel like, 14 opportunities to book or send someone off and that's I think that's what we ended up with yeah yeah and I think that's the thing like Mal Benning got booked from the first half for God knows what he from from our angle he won he won the ball so that that was a weird one and then about five minutes later he absolutely polacked someone on the line in front of the liner and we got a throw in for it 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 was just obscure things like that you, you saw Matty Taylor's booking was wouldn't have looked out of place in a wrestling ring. He absolutely rugby tackled the lad down, and it just it was just weird stuff that the ref was doing. Like the the Conlon red <laughs> was petulant from Conlon, and that I I said I said off air like say Steve it was off camera from inside the ground I did have no problem with Conlon twatting the lad that kicked him if that would have happened i would have said bloody hell conlon that's stupid but fair fucks you've just been twatted yourself going it happens doesn't it we all lose his heads a little bit what's really pissed me off about conlon and i really think is a disgrace is the fact that he's been kicked he's waited we've scored a goal he's then gone and celebrated in someone else's face and got himself sent off whether it is or isn't a red card is is by the by. Like the the refs give it, it put us in that position after going playing against ten men for about thirty seconds, scoring a goal and a brilliant goal. Uh, he's, he's put us in that position, and it's really, really petulant. And that's the thing that's really ticked me off about that red card. Similarly to Sammy's, that can you forgive Sammy's? What in his twentieth, thirtieth? professional game you can forgive him more than a seasoned pro doing that but you still can't forgive him for 
for not being able to control himself in that situation. It's it's just so to, today the whole the whole card situation was just it's smacked of a team that just didn't want to be out there. And that's not on that, isn't Because four or five of them ran the bollocks off, even if they weren't, they weren't playing very well. What I will say about the ref is it wasn't a stereotypically dirty game, but there was a little bit of needle. There was a little bit of something. There was a few little bits and bobs going on off the ball. And I think, you know, we think of ourselves as being, you know, we've got, Nathan Smith and we we shit house players every now and again. We got out shit house today. They 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 did that better than us, I thought. And yeah, the, the, I think the ref was throwing cards around a little bit too much. But at the same time, we get ourselves into ridiculous situations where, for example, we end up a player gets the wrong side of us and we just rugby tackle him to the ground. It's like dragging someone down. It's like you you, you know you got to take one for the team. But the way we do it is is just so ridiculous. Taylor's was a bit like Boris Johnson in Soccer Aid, yeah, almost. And and but he's, he said he was a rugby tackle. It'd probably be a yellow card in rugby because his arms were that high. <laughs> yeah, I think they were yeah, over like... neck high or whatever. Well, I was sorry, Steve. What I was going to say. Do you know where? Do you know when it all started as well? And I don't know if the camera caught this. It all started on was it elbow in there, lad. And I don't know why he did it. I really don't. It was really out of character for Warrell. But their lad did something, and Warrell put an elbow in him. Like, it was in his stomach area. The lad, credit to their lad, he didn't react at all to it, but was dug an elbow into him. And that's then, then it all got a bit nitty-gritty from there. And I really, like, I don't understand why, why Was did that. But the rest of the lads just decided... This will be fun. Let's get another fine because it's the second time now in the space of five days that we've got more than five five yellows. So that's a nice, healthy fine coming the club's way. And it's the fourth red card in three games. So, yeah. When I spoke to Tone at halftime, he was saying that it's very rare that you see a situation like that where the ref will give a red to one player and a yellow to the other. It's normally the same all round, isn't it, for both? Yeah. And you know, so either something he's specifically seen, or he knows what's going on, or I don't know—is he guessing? Is a bit of evening, bit of evening up? Would you say would be my would would I would I'd suggest there? The problem with when you go away from home and the home team have a set man sent off, a ref who's called happy will always look. This is what frustrates me the most. We've all watched loads of football. We're not referees, but you know that the ref is going to look to even it up. He is not going to send, and it would it would take a very brave man to send off their lad and not Conlon or both of them. The easy way out was to send one off, make it ten aside, and it just sort of levels the playing fields with with, with the home fans. I mean, once their like once the keeper had gone, they were throwing themselves to the floor. They were looking for everything, and it was you know you didn't need you don't need to be Pep Guardiola to see that the chances of it being a red card for Vale were very very high. It's just how it came was, as Johnny said, be somewhere between unusual and unforgivable. Yeah, yeah, it was just like I don't, I don't blame the referee on the defeat today. Like, no. we, and I don't think he helped. I don't think, I don't think he had control of the game at 
many points at all. But it's we've we've got to we've got to stop beating ourselves. You, you, Steve, you mentioned off air, and I'm not going to steal your thunder to ask the question, but <laughs> Tuesday's looking fun. Yeah, I, well, what I said off air was I asked you, Per, where, what's the one position we've got um, strength and depth and a bit of competition? It's up front. We might leave Harrison out today. One thing I, you know, our squad looks terribly threadbare. The back three picks itself. You know, only not because they're playing so well and keeping hundreds of clean sheets. There is literally nobody else apart from Derek. And that's a hill no one's prepared to die on, is it? I wouldn't have thought. In midfield, obviously, Garrett is missing. We've got the suspensions. So for nine months for the season, well, we will say we've got no strength and depth up front. We're playing without any forwards. Now we've got four of the buggers. It's just everywhere else. And it is probably worrying me now. You give it. You get an injury to Nathan. Smith, I don't know Nathan Smith or Forrest who's injury prone. He goes down, or Dolly's a young lad. Then we're in a world of shit. A world of shit. Or Pat gets injured, and we know we don't harp on about January transfer window. That's been done and dusted. But our chickens are well and truly coming home to roost now. <laughs> yeah, they are. And- I, I, I would just say with how good in, in the air and in the box he is, Alex Harrison could probably stand at centre-half, but you're probably giving a penalty away at some stage. Which, <laughs> yeah. As long as he didn't get sent off for it, it's an, it's an improvement. I, I think, you know, before, if we're going to get, you know, we want to get into the game and all, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I thought the substitutions were very odd, to be honest. Um, I, you know, and the team selection. I'm going to read out what you sent to me, Johnny, because I am the pound land bears while he's... Um, the Blackpool Tower walking down from the Big Dipper on the ladder because of the wind. You said to me, Harrison's a very odd omission. I think we'll all agree with that. Maybe he's giving the two time to impress for a contract, contract next year. Question mark. Are they head to head? Butterworth keeps getting chances, doesn't he? Something I agreed a lot with. He needs to show something today. And that's where we were before the game. How do, how do those comments look to you now, mate? What do you think of them? I, I, st- I, st- I still stand by. I don't understand why it was not Harrison and Willow or Harrison and Taylor. I think Harrison's the foil. So unless unless he can't do two games in three in four days, which again is a professional footballer's ridiculous, and Ipswich is more important than yeah, but. For me, your most important game is the game that you're playing now. And like I said at Accrington, you go out with your best eleven. Take both Taylor and both Taylor and Willow are out of contract at the end of the season with us and obviously Taylor Oxford. So maybe it was a case of, well, let's see what both can do and we'll I'll give them a shot and we'll we'll have a look, see who shines. I would, say that, I would say that's fair enough if we got if we got again again if we got five more points then we're completely safe. I'd agree with that. Would I would have played Alice. Andy, what did you make of Alice not playing or would you have started him? Um I thought it was they're not a three, are they? I, I, I don't think Wilson you can really play in a front three. And I don't think Wilson Taylor and Harrison just I don't know, they just don't seem like they click together. So I probably could see 
starting one and bringing the other one off the bench. I didn't think, I don't know, I doubt it'd be a planned for half-time substitution, but yeah, it, it did feel a little, I don't know. I, I, I hope he wasn't sort of trying to plan, make plan changes for the two games Saturday, Tuesday, because Tuesday's a bit of a write-off, really, and I think we needed to chuck all their eggs in the basket of you know, today, really. It is something he's definitely... He's had previous four before, before hasn't he? And when, it was, when we were doing well and winning, he was getting away with that, wasn't he? Forget which game it was. Was it Cambridge away? Well, we won, and we got a game very close after, and he picked what we all thought was the wrong team, and we went and won it. That was when we were having, not maybe the look of the draw, or we were getting a few rubber the green, whatever you want to call it. That's where we're a different time. I don't think we can afford to try that anymore. We needed to take today's game as the more... If you were to say which game you've got a better chance of getting a point or winning out today in Ipswich, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? It was today at Lincoln. So I think he should... Well, for me, he should have started his... He should have started Ellis. But right, do you want to get into the game? Shall we find out what actually happened? Yeah. yeah. Let's... Let's... Right. Let's, football. Let's talk... Right, OK, though. So, obviously... Today's game, for those of you who are living in a cave or up on the Big Dipper beds, finished 3 2 to Lincoln. Um, interesting, the match stats uh, possession 44 56, um, a lot of yellow cards, a lot of fouls. So let's just get into the lineup basically. So I think last time I did this, who did they? Can, I don't suppose either of you, you've got a great memory, Andy. Did you start with Aiden Stone last time or did Johnny? No idea. Um, right. In that case, you can start with Aiden Stone. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. There's go- I'm pretty sure there are going to be one or two players tonight who will have certain things questioned about them attitude-wise and that. And Aiden Stone won't be one of them um, because whatever you think about his performance, I thought his attitude's always been spot on. I think he's always looked like a player who's giving everything. Uh, unfortunately, today it was just a case that he's had a bit of a, a shocker on a couple of goals. I think um, the second one, watching it from behind the goal, it felt like a slow motion replay. He, I don't know if he just got wrong footed. He just sort of lost his foot in what he was, but he just seemed to go down a little bit early, and and the ball just rolled past him, bubbled past him. I know the player, I think, bounced it off the turf a little bit, but it just felt soft the first one looking back at it does he can he can he come and clear everything out does he show the player the far post a little bit <sighs> yeah i mean it's not it's not a, a terrible performance i thought his distribution was was fairly decent um it's just we continue to concede some really really soft goals yeah, okay. I'll just ask you before I move on to Johnny. Mal Benning, Aidan Stone, give me a percentage on blame for each one of those two. Um, I mean, working back, I think Donnelly can cut the ball out around the corner. I think he's got to read that. It felt as though we're missing that, sold Mal Benning out a little bit. But I, I need to have a good look at it again. Mal was out-muscled. He gets a touch, but it's not a good touch. Stone, 
I don't know. He seems to get in an okay position, but does he stop? I honestly don't know. I don't know what to do for the best, really. He just seems to just shuffle a little bit to his left and show the player the far post and he just sort of just rolls it in. I, I'd, I'd really need to pick the bones out of it and, and look at it from a few angles just to see what exactly went wrong. But he was just one of those things that, and it's no coincidence, they target that channel in between the left centre-back and the left wing-back. Where, where, where it lies... I'd need to have a good look at it. I need to get the video and just play the hell out of it. Can I just interrupt? Obviously, this has been recorded, but Big Bang Chang, this huge China, has just stopped um, Joe Joyce, the juggernaut. The doctor doctor stopped it. (laughs) Spoiler for anyone who's who's recording it. But yeah, okay. Sorry. So, yeah, Stone, uh, before I go to you, I think. Yeah, you have to look at Mal Benning. It was as, he was as weak as piss, but anyway. Johnny, give us a mark for Aiden Stone and your thoughts, please. Five for Stoney. I think portion of the blame's got to go to the first one. I, I, you want your keeper coming off your line, in my opinion, for that to come and help. Benning, Smith, Donnelly were all portion of the blame as well. I think Smith could have cut it out a lot earlier like Andy just said, Donnelly could have put a foot on it. And yeah, it just it was just frustrating. Um the second one hang on, I'm just watching the first one back. Yeah, it's weak as piss by Benning. Yeah, that was my initial thought, and I've seen it back since and I've not changed my mind. Yeah, it's it's weak as piss by Benning. But yeah, um yeah, I, I just think Summary's kicking the first 15, 20 minutes, whilst directionally was was decent. It, it was always going to Willow and Taylor's head, and it just wasn't it just wasn't working. We know that's not we know that's not what you need to do with them pair. Um and yeah, overall, I think the second goal, it does it does go down. It feels like it goes down in slow motion. Um and it's just really frustrating. Um, I Andy just said he he puts it he puts in the effort. He's looking he's, he's looking like he wants to play for us, and you can't question that. I do just think that it's just unfortunate with the defense in front of him being a bit fragile that it makes it probably makes things worse. But yeah, it's not great yeah. at all. Yeah, I'm not obviously. No, I can't add anything to anything you said, but I will just agree wholeheartedly with you, some of our players look like they're hiding. Not some of them look like they're prepared to dial it in. Aiden Stone is in the position which is probably the most criticised, and he doesn't do that. So I've got a, you know whatever you think of him as a keeper, whether he's league one, league two. I think of an attitude with someone who cares. I think he's he deserves at least a bit of. At least a bit of kudos, a bit of props for that. So we'll go right to left this time. Did you give so, a number? Yeah, five. Five. Johnny gave you right. five. Yeah. yeah Would you? Just, uh, just... Is that about? Is that where you'd sit, Andy? Um, yeah, I'm not very good with numbers. I, I don't really give a marks out of ten, but just making sure that someone's writing it all down because I know Matt will be. Uh, yeah, compiling his averages. Matt didn't give one. Right, Johnny Will Forrester. 
<laughs> we saw the good and the bad of Forrester today. The good in Will Forrester's when when he picks the ball up and he steps into midfield with it and gets the ball rolling. The bad of Will Forrester was was there second, where it just looped over his head and he just feet are planted. I don't. I, it's really frustrating. It is really frustrating. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't, Other than that, I don't think he's. He was. He wasn't bad today. I just think like you look at the second goal and it's. It is bad. It's a bad goal to concede from a centre half point of view. If you watch the ball grave, you had and you're not running after it and and at least putting some pressure on the man. You. Is not going to help, is it? So five for Will. It's again another one you can't label throwing the towel in at, but has made a big mistake to see the goal. Andy, yeah, I was going to say this pretty much the same. It's just that he's, and it's not for the first time I think this season where we've said he's had a good game. He's probably done more good than bad, but the mistake he's been punished for his costas and he was a little bit similar to the one he did against Cheltenham at home going back to about September I think where he just sort of steps in tries to win the ball he's, he's under it a little bit and maybe he just needs to step off and just um, and just get goal side and he, he's stepped in to try and win the header and their lad should have still plenty to do after that, but he just seems to just stroll in, and it's a shame, really, because he was he was doing a lot of good stuff. Um, one thing that stands out second half quite early on, I think, he makes um, a, a brilliant tackle in the area when it looked like they were just about to score, and yeah, he, he's he looked strong, he looked comfortable in a two when we went to a back four. He um, strides out of defence well. It's just a shame that his mistakes seem to be costing us um, dear at the moment. Yeah. um, Do you both think that having two very inexperienced players in the back three alongside Smithy, who we've all said leads by example and doesn't, you know, who isn't, who hasn't, when he's been captured, it hasn't really helped him out. I think that goes against Forrest at the moment. I think. In a back three, you need to have two experienced players who can help the third one out. Do you think that's affecting both Forrester on one side and Donnelly on the other? And the lack of an experienced player, either right-sided or left-sided Jones, would, be, would help the other one out, if that makes sense? I think so. I think, I think mostly because we lack pace as well at the back. Yeah. Like, none of the, like Jones had a, a turn of pace about him. Whereas I don't think any of these three really, you would say, are quick. In in on the flip side, Jones was also really good in the air, and I'd probably label that at the three of them as well. None of them you'd, you'd look at and go, if they've got someone who's six foot four, that's the one I'd fancy for the battle. Smithy, you'd fancy for the battle just because he's a monster, but he does get beaten in the air by for his fair share as well. So. I just, yeah, I just think centre off is it's an horrible place when you're playing three at the back when you you're not you haven't got the 
the confidence in your teammates. And I think that's what he says. I think it's that we haven't got the confidence in each other at the minute. And that's not because they don't like each other or get on. It's just that they know there's a mistake in them, so they're trying to cover each other. Yeah, they they play very much on eggshells, aren't they? And the lack of confidence is particularly in on dis, in display on display in, amongst the back three. So we'll move on to, to you, Andy, again. And I think isn't it? And you get smudgy. Yeah, um, it's. Um... I'm I'm struggling to find something interesting or different to say about Nathan Smith because he normally just um, brings along his typical Nathan Smith performance and I get that that's probably a bit of a cliche on this pod but he was okay but no better than okay today I thought he didn't really stand out he didn't really I don't know they've they've got a few big units and they bullied us in a few areas of the pitch um, Smithy just just kept it ticking over in the middle, um, but didn't really do a lot that stood out to me. So um, I'll leave it to that, really. Johnny, weigh in and uh, if you've got anything else to add. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think Smith did the majority of stuff right. I, I will I'll apologise to him. I did lay a portion of his blame for the first and having just watched it back, I didn't think he was anywhere near it, so... Yeah, yeah, it, I was like that in the ground. I was sure it was him, and it, I think it was Donnelly. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was Donnelly. But yeah, do you know what Smith? Smithy was Smithy. One, he, he he was lucky with one in the second half where he looked like he volleyed their lad up in the air a little bit. Um, but overall, he, he was all right. He gets. Gets a six. He, he did as much of his job as he as as I reckon he could. But yeah, <laughs> again, you can't you can't accuse him of not at least not wanting to win a game of football. Yeah, I'd agree again. So, um, Smithy, it was a Nathan Smith performance, but just at the moment, these typical Nathan Smith performances are, aren't enough to keep us clean sheets. I don't necessarily think it's his fault. I think the the majority of the mistakes are, are coming either side of him. But Smith is sort of doing what, if you remember in the relegation season when he played, he sort of looked after his own game, but didn't drag the others up. Now, that's not his job, I don't suppose. But, you know, it's like I say, we, he doesn't hide. You know, when things are going bad, things are going wrong, he still gives us everything. He still puts his head on the line. It was just a Nathan Smith performance. And, I'm interested in this one because he's having a real baptism of fire now. So, Johnny, give us Donnelly. Donnelly was poor for the first goal. I think he he looked he looked a hell of a lot better when he went left back. Like a hell of a lot better when he went left back. He put in two or three really decent balls, and I'm not going to say he should have scored. He's a He's a defender, but that ball where, where he hits it and the keeper makes a save, I think he's done. Obviously, we'd all like him burying that. And if that falls to Wazza, Taylor, Wilson, whoever, you're saying he should have scored as your centre half, your left back. He's, he's he's done almost enough there. I think, unfortunately, how many games is he going to play left back for us? 
and I'd probably say that's the only one. I I can't see I can't see how we get a back four out any other time, especially not for the next couple of weeks. Looking at what we've actually got available, unless Cass magically comes available or Jones reappears from the dead, or you know, like Sammy's red card once that's once that's doubt and stuff like that. It's just he look, he looked a lot better left back. So he gets a five because half time he would have got a lot lower than that. I think second half he he slightly redeemed himself, but we we can't. Did we sign him? Did we sign him to replace Benning, not Connor Hall, for example? And then the Jones injuries fuck that. Watching him to watching him today. Would would lead me to say yes, but obviously it's forty five minutes of football against ten men, so who knows? Yeah, Ugh. Andy Donnelly. Sorry, did you give him a five, Johnny? Yeah, uh, five. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Yeah, I was going to say the same about Donnelly. He looked far more comfortable in a, a, a left back in a back four. It's just a shame that we probably won't really um, do that again. It's just, you know, people seem to be a bit clearer about their roles and players look comfortable. But, yeah, he started off looking a bit out of his depth. There was, before the first goal, there was um, a bit of an issue where they nearly got in down his side and I think Benning on the cover managed to tidy up and was absolutely screaming at him. Um but yeah, I mean today today's probably a good a good experience for him in, in his learning curve. Whether that's at Vale or at another club, he'll he'll this'll stand him in good stead for um, what happens when players' heads fall off and you have to sort of try and um dig in and you learn from that. Um just you know, can we can we afford to play inexperienced players in the situation that we're in. I think that, um, I think I said this last time, pretty much what you've just said, and that this loan spell is doing him a lot of good. This loan spell is better for Donnelly than it is for Port Vale, I think. As you've just said, Andy, he might come back, he's learning a lot, uh, you know, sort of what to do when people's heads fall off, what to do when you're playing in a shit team who was struggling. Which is good for him. Good luck, but it's. But I don't. I don't know if you both agree. I think the loan is much better for him than it's been for Vale. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's. It's better for him. It's it's a good learning curve for him. But yeah, I. I yeah, Forest don't care what what we do, do they? Yeah. At the end of no. the day. No, why should they? No, it's not. I mean, yeah. and we were also, you know. We knew what we were signing, didn't we? We knew we were signing an 18-year-old lad with no experience or 19. You know, it's not a shock to us, is it? But that's, as, as Beza would say, that's for a Thursday night. Uh, but- Just a quick thing, because you said earlier about, um, I don't know, I think we were going to talk about Forrester. Whatever three players we throw into a back three, it doesn't seem to be working as a unit, and it hasn't been for some time. And you look at the amount of soft goals we can see, the amount of first contacts we lose in the six-yard box, the amount of balls that sail straight into the six-yard box and end up we can see it enough. Something's not right there, is it? 
No, I, 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 I agree. But we'll go on now to one which is when, when you do when anybody I know a lot of people listen to this podcast, ten thousand of you. Warrell's the hardest one to do, I always find, because he always plays the same pretty much. And you're up, Andy. Yeah, he, he does, except he was a little bit within himself. I thought it was a bit of a quiet David Warrell performance. There's only really one or two times he seemed to get away and down that channel and nothing really came of it. And he, I don't know if he was struggling with an injury and that's why he came off at half-time. I'd hope we weren't sort of managing his minutes so he plays more on Tuesday. Um, He's got well, to now. Well, not if he's injured, he can't. Well, yeah. We'll find out, won't we? But it's God. just, he was just a little bit, yeah, he seemed, he just seemed very quiet for David Worrell. You know, he wasn't sort of, I don't know, you normally, he just sort of plugs away, gets up and down the pitch, you notice him, and he wasn't his normal self. So may, maybe there was an injury. I don't know. Johnny? Yeah, like I mentioned, it started with the, the unusual elbow from him. I've not seen that side of Worrell. So for him to, to hammer an elbow into someone's chest quite early doors when there was not really much going on, I don't know if, obviously, he's booking on Monday where he got, got in and amongst it. As it is that, that's something he's been told to show a bit more aggression or something like that, or I don't know. He did just drift into the ether a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't have been taking him off. I really wouldn't. He covered really well a couple of times getting back when, when, when they were overlapping and we'd got dragged out of position. He's, he's such a positive influence on the team, and just I think at a time when you get, when we go down to ten men, if if you intent on swapping formation to a back four. Like, why wouldn't you leave Dave Warrell on? And I keep saying this all the time. Like, if if if, we're, if you're going for wingers or even he could have played the right centre midfield role if that's if we were playing a a four three two, he could he could have done that. And I just we're a better team with Dave Warrell on the pitch. Even when he's not playing at his at his total peak, we're we're still a better team with him on the pitch than off. Um. I'm a believer you play the game in front of you. And do you know what I mean? This rotating and resting business isn't isn't helping us in terms of we aren't picking up the points in the next game, are we? Look, we, we took a gamble at Accrington and we got a point against Oxford after the gamble. And overall, yes, we should have beat Oxford, but we didn't. So the gamble hasn't fully paid off, has it? This this is a bigger gamble for me because at least Oxford was winnable. I I honestly don't believe Ipswich is, and we'll get on to that in a minute, but was didn't have a lot to do. Defends defends well, does 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 what he needs to. Um it's a six for the first half he was on. Um but yeah, it's a strange substitution. Just a quickie for you both, and I don't know the um, stats on this. To the naked eye. Warrell's performances are consistent, but is he creating as much as he did last year or has done in previous seasons? Or has he just become a steady player? I think he's he, I think he's a steady he's a steady he's a steady right wing back. 
I don't think he's a spectacular wing back. I think he's just a steady, steady right wing back. But think I think, create, think he's creating less. I think he's creating less, but I think he, I, th- I think he starts deeper than any any other. If you watch any other team that plays wing backs, yeah, they don't, they don't play, they, they don't start from where our wing backs start from. And I, th- I think that's the difference. You're asking a bloke who's wrong side of thirty, who we know has had a couple of hip problems and couple of, couple of shoulder issues and stuff like that. We're 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 asking him to get up and down for ninety minutes each week and create things. He should be starting ten yards further forward so he can actually get a good run and. And whatnot, but that 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 comes from the trust of the the players back around three. you. It, I think it comes from the back three. Yeah, well, it comes from the back three, and it comes from having a successful holding midfielder. Yeah, and that's the other thing. And this that, that sounds going to sound like a horrible dig at Pet, but a successful holding midfielder means that at any one stage you've got you've got four men behind you, and we just we just don't have that, especially not at a minute playing two in midfield. So. As I say, it was yeah, six was it's 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 there. He's, he's done his he's done his job for forty five minutes. Yeah, he's not going to let us down because he doesn't. Um, but I just think it was a strange sub. Okay, Johnny, Can we'll I wait you. on that. Yes, I was going to. Sorry, yeah, go on, Andy. Where, where where are you on? Is was was creative? Is he starting too deep? Three questions. Is he lost a bit of creativity? Is he starting too deep? And is he starting too deep because the back three is shaky? And we're a bit scared of being too open. Um, right. I suppose if you're looking at his stats and you're moneyballing him, and you're looking at the, I don't know, you're looking at whatever it is that like teams like Brentford do, you probably say his assists have dried up or the whatever. Probably a lot's dried up in front of him. I think he's not getting, um, he's not getting worked into positions where he's set free down the wing. I don't think the players around him, I don't think the passing triangles are working. You know, um, he hasn't got a midfielder working him in. He's not got really as much from the wide centre-backs helping out. And so those little combinations that you need to work to get him free down the wing to get into a crossing position haven't been happening as much as as they, they had been doing before. So... It's almost like where where the team's gone downhill is just where things aren't generally sort of holistically just working, and and I think he's suffering for that. I don't necessarily think it's not him playing badly. It's just that when when we play badly, the wing backs don't really get set free, and I think that's a big part of what we do. You know, I, I can't really. At the moment, I, I don't know what sort of side we are. We're not a footballing team. We're not always a pressing team. I don't know. I don't know how, how you boil us down. I think the only thing that we've had that resembles any sort of build-up play or pattern is that sometimes we like to get the wingers worked into channels and we either play inside or outside the defence, depending on how we can stretch them. Slip and slides, I think Clark calls them. So that is dried up and I think it makes the wing backs look poorer for it and particularly when if we play a front three there's absolutely no 
space in front of him. It negates anywhere where he can go and, and work himself into those positions because he's got a, a wide forward in front of him. Yeah, I don't think... I, I agree entirely. I don't like a front three. I thought it doesn't suit your wing-backs. But obviously, we're so, we're so lacking in midfield options. I don't think we had a lot of choice today. Um, right, we're going to move on to holding midfielder. This is we've bounced back and forth, so I've lost my train. I think it's you, Johnny, isn't it now for Tom Pett? Um, yeah, I think Pett Pet struggled today. He really did. I think uh, there, there was a couple of times where you looked at him and he was putting his body in and and putting decent challenges in. And then there was other times when he was doing similar to what he did Monday and getting the wrong side of the man to get his body in and causing himself issues. We just, we don't look good with the two. We ultimately don't look good without Garrity in there, in there it, as such. Like, because I think he does, he does add a lot of energy and work rate and he starts the press from the front and he's just an hard worker into Garrity. <laughs> That said, Pet today, it was a five. It was it was okay. He got beat in the air for the third, but it's it's a six foot six foot two, six foot three striker going up against Tom Pet. Should he be picking him up? I don't. He's in that position, so he, there's, there must be a reason for it. But yeah, it was just it was just sloppy at times from him, and it's just frustrating. Andy, I so, thought. Did sorry. you give me a rating? Sorry, did you get a rating? Yeah, I got five. Sorry, sorry, Andy. Sorry about that, Andy. Um, I thought it was a game where I don't think it was a game of two halves, but I think it's a game where he got better. I don't think he started particularly well. Um, seemed to struggle a little bit. Um, grew into it as the game went on, but still, he was just. I mean, they've got some. Big players, some pretty physical players, some big units. And yeah, we got out muscled a little bit. And you look at Pat, particularly when he was in, you know, him and Holden in the midfield, it, it all seemed a little bit lightweight. And his form's dropped off. You know, there was a time when he, he was getting the odd man of the match um, performance a few weeks ago. And it feels as though he's, he's just lost a bit of form. Um, when when we really need it, really, if if he if he gets sent off, then we're absolutely knackered, aren't we? Yeah, I think that um, Pet's for, uh, for me. It's something that I think I've been thinking about as well. Pet's form's dropped off, and if he played that like that before, he'd have been bolted out of the side. But unfortunately, with Garrity not being fit, Ojo, you know, having a rest, we, we haven't got the option. And it's just again game back. The squad looks threadbare, and players who are out of form who've been dropped for playing better suddenly are in the team. So we move on now, and it's you, Andy, to Colin. I want you to split this in half for me, please. Don't just talk about his performance and like what you think about that, and then talk about the red card. And if you could do the same, Johnny, so let's try and separate the two and then yeah. back to you afterwards. Go on, Andy. Um. Right, going back to things, it felt like such a long game. There was so much going on that the start of the game felt like an age ago. 
Um, I'm struggling to find the right words here. He back at when it was nil nil and then one nil up to the penalty incident. Um, we were pretty poor. I mean, the penalty opened the game up and and changed it all completely. But when um, up to that point, I think Lincoln had been fairly dominant. We were just playing pretty aimless stuff that was um, we were getting we're hoofing balls down the channels. It was getting mopped up fairly easily by their big lads, and the ball was coming straight back at us. Um, and yeah, Conlon didn't really manage to get much of a foothold or, or have a great deal of influence on the game at that point, I thought. Um, yeah, then, then we had a, a nice few minutes and then he decided to get involved in a bit of nonsense. So, yeah. Um, Did that nonsense cost us the game? Yes. If he stays on the pitch, Did, you think we win? Yes, you, you'd hope. You know, the game felt like it got turned on its head massively when, when, when their keeper got sent off, and you know, from from absolutely nowhere, we we were transformed. And you're thinking, you know, you're thinking we've got a massive gifty. You know, he's a lifeline in the game. And and you know you, you don't expect that from your captain as well. You know from there are a few players you might expect a bit of nonsense from. Uh, you, you sort of I don't know. You get players from time to time who uh, gifted or they've got something about them, but you've got to sort of balance that against them having a bit of a temper. Conlon should be a fairly level-headed player, you'd think, but. He does have this streak. I mean, he's been sent off a couple of times before for little elbows and things like that. I think it was Walsall a few years ago. And he's just a little bit, I don't know, he, he doesn't need to, to do that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, what you just said there is about, we didn't just loot the gift horse in the mouth. We looked at it, we punched it in the face and sent it on its way. I, I Before Johnny absolutely batters him, I just agree with you entirely, Andy. I think it costs us a game and he should have a long hard look at himself. Johnny, and before oh, before that, I'll just yeah. add, um, you know, question marks are now, do you want your club captain doing that? Can you tolerate it? Is it a big enough mistake to forgive him or do you take the captaincy away from it? Do you just sort of kick it down the road into the summer and then you look at appointing a new club captain there are questions to be asked because you don't expect that from 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 your club captain when I remember after the Swindon game last January Lucas got sent off and the the most of the podcast was how you know discussing that and there was a bit of a consensus you know it was in the heat at the moment but he was saying you should never play again for the club, and and he hasn't. So, I mean, where where does Conlon rate on on the Lucas ometer? Johnny, I'll let you do that one first. Go. I think you asked you asked to split it into performance and then the red card. 
Yeah. Overall, he our midfield was dominated as a pair for that first first bit. We we lacked energy. If you watch if you watch their first goal back, the 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 lad the lads in acres as as he picks an inch perfect through ball. You watch their second goal back, the lads in acres as he picks picks an inch perfect ball over the top. So yeah, it's it's not great. He's part of that. I don't think he got on the ball much. And similarly similarly to Pet, I don't I don't think. Either of them had a had a great first first half an hour. Then the red card happened. I said I said it at the start of the pod, and I'll stand by it. As soon as we scored, the first thing I turned around and said is, "Conlon's been sent off here," because I, I saw I saw the kick at him, and I saw his celebration, and I just think, like, like I mentioned earlier. If that's all in one action where he gets kicked, he gets up and kicks out, can you forgive it? We're probably still calling him a twat for doing it, but at least it's heat of the moment, sort of. It's it's reaction because the game's carried on, and he's seen what's transpired and then thought this is going to be a great idea to go and celebrate in someone's face who wasn't the person that kicked him. May I add? That that to me then says, well, whatever he's done is a conscious decision. Now, Sky Sports has it down as following abusive language. And if so, if that's the case, dependent on what he said, that that's up to Clarkie to manage whether whether he should or shouldn't play for us again. He's he let us down massively today. Um, he'll know that, we all know that. But if if the red card is for violent conduct in some form, then no, I don't. I, I, don't, I think that sits on the Lucasometer, like like Andy's just said, and it's just stupid and could could have cost us our league one status. It's 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 that much of a fuck up because it's it's not just this game it puts us it puts us in the shit for. It's the next one as well. You. you, you we're potentially going to Ipswich with Tom Pett and Tommy McDermott as a centre midfield partnership. Yeah. Um, Andy said, compared to the Connell incident, I don't I think you were don't think you were as vitriolic against um not Colin, against Lucas as some people were. How does that how does the Colin compare to compare to what Covell did against Swindon? Bearing in mind both incidents cost us the game. Is it as bad? And moving forward, does it affect his position at the club? Something that, something like that, something as stupid as that. Yeah, it, it was Coughlin's second one of the season. Let's just remember that as well. Yeah, wasn't the first time he point, sent yeah. off. It was the third time in twelve months as well because he got sent off in the preseason game, rightly or wrongly. People held it against him because I know a lot of people who were there said it was never a red card, but people just decided he'd got sent off, so it was. So I think he didn't have the money in the bank that Conlon's, Conlon's got. Conlon had a good six months in League Two, got his injury, come back, has been a shadow of himself, had a really good game Monday, and this is what I think is pissing me off more about it, is he had a really good game on Monday, and it, it was like, just, just, just carry on with that effort and that work rate, and, and you'll be fine. 
But yeah, it's it's just a massive dickhead moment. It obviously depends on what happened, but from my point of view, he's got in someone's face, he's raised his arms, and he's given given a decision. I don't think he's hit him. I don't think he's done anything like that. But you've give you've give three officials a decision to make because when you watch the red card back, you don't see any of it. All you see is the ref going to have a word with the liner and the fourth official to see what's gone on and see how, how he deals with it. So somebody, someone of them three has seen what's happened and they've decided that's enough. Whether it's they've seen the argy-bargy and they're going to yell card him for that and then he, he said something that they don't like so they've gone, Do you know what, I'll just send him off. It's just, that's it, he's going to get two yellows and we'll give it a straight red. I don't know if that works. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that looks like. Do do you do you book him for two things, or do you just send him off and get it over and done with? I don't know. But I just I I said it at the start and I'll stand by. It. I just think it was petulant. Like if it was heat of the moment and it happened straight away, I give it. I give him a little bit. But it just. You've had time. You've had time, and I know. Granted, it's 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 thirty seconds to a minute. It's not like he, it's not like he's gone hunting after him ten minutes later and two forty to him in the knees. But we've just scored. Go go and join Butterworth in that corner. Go and join your mates. Don't look for a fight. Yeah. So have you got a mark, yeah. mark for him? Yeah, it's a three for Conlon. Uh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. The thing about foul and abusive language, it might have just been the case that somebody in the press box had absolutely no idea what it was for, so we just made something up just to yeah. send off to the PA or whatever syndicated news thing to get because it was like on all the um, feeds, wasn't it? Foul and abusive language. So it might have just been like we need to put something down on the form. Um, Clark didn't seem to know either in his post-match interview. He said he was going to have to go and have a, a chat with a ref to see what the ref said and it'll it will be interesting because you know i, th- I think um from from behind the goal we saw pretty much the same so i saw him getting involved with something so a, a player kicked out at him pretty much at the edge of the center circle just in our half um but then all of a sudden a ball got played right over the top and butterworth finished it so everyone's eyes got moved on from what was going on off the ball to the goal and then I don't think very many people were still watching Conlon at that point so um, whether it was I assume it wasn't for what happened in the build up to the kick out when he got kicked out at or whether it must have been what happened afterwards because it was a different player who who got the yellow card so uh, it needs piecing together and and it, it just looks poor you know you expect better from your captain yeah, I think that about sums it up really. Johnny, um, we've talked about his role in the first in the first goal where he didn't cover himself with glory. So give us Mal Benning, please. Yeah, I think Andy mentioned earlier he, he put it he put a decent block in and just before that when Donnelly let let him in. He couple of times he was trying try and link up down the left and it just wasn't working. I think that was more formation wise as well. Like it wasn't a three up front, it was a two in behind a one, but either way it wasn't it wasn't fluid. Um 
And yeah, Benning just he was all right, and he then got booted for something silly, and then got dragged off at half time. So yeah, for me, Benning he, he was weak, he was weak as piss for the first for the, for the first one. He needs to be stronger there. I know he's got to be careful, and he's got he he probably was trying to be cute because if he gets too much on it, obviously he's bringing the lad down. It's a red card and a penalty, so. I get what he's thinking, just get a toe on it and put it put the lad off. But overall, all right from Benning. Then was the sub to protect him so he didn't get sent off. Well, that that worked, didn't it? He didn't get sent off, but his mate got got sent off. So would you trust Benning forty five on a on a yellow or would you trust Sammy for fifteen minutes on a yellow? I suppose that's what you've that's what you've got to look back on, and it'll be a question Clark will probably be asking himself as well. But yeah, overall, it's five performance. It was it was all right, but yeah, that's it. All right, Andy. Yeah, I think if you average out the peaks and the troughs in a, in a Mal Benning performance, it, it comes to being an all right performance, doesn't it? It's just that he does some very nice things, some very tidy things. He's usually quite disciplined in how he gets up and down the the left channel uh but then you'll maybe have a bit of responsibility for the, something like a goal as he did today or you know he, he doesn't particularly deliver a good ball in or sometimes i remember there was a moment where um i think wilson tried to sort of drag back a little back heel into his path and he just hadn't carried on and, and, and Wilson had a bit of a, a, a tantrum with him. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the rough with a smooth with him, isn't it? It's, he, he generally does okay. It's just that there are, there's a lot of good and bad in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can argue with that. Benning, I think taking him off, He's an experienced player. You shouldn't have to protect every someone who's on a yellow card, every, every, an experienced player, every time they get a yellow card. And I don't, it's not hindsight. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I don't think it was needed personally. Okay, so we'll go on to the front three. Um, and Andy, you're up. And you can have someone who I, who I think we were, seems to be getting in the team at odd moments, Dan Butterworth. Yeah, he, he was a lot better than Butterworth than I've seen. He's probably the, the best I've seen him play since before Christmas. Maybe even, I don't know, maybe even the Lincoln return game um, back in November. Um, he seemed to, uh, he, he, was, he was bright, he was flowing around a bit, he had... A couple of very similar chances, one fairly near the start of the first half and one, I think, in first half injury time that sort of flashed it across the goal on his left foot, just sort of across and, and past the keeper's left-hand post. He, he made himself busy. I, I don't know if he just sort of flagged a little bit as the game wore on and, you know, he was waning a little bit by the time he got subbed off. But it, it was... <sighs> He was improved. He was, he was improved on on what he's been doing recently, which has been we know he can do better, and, and he did that today. And he he took his goal well, um, and um, 
I don't know. I don't, don't really know what else I can say about him. I'm really struggling to find words for him. Well, we'll move on then. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. I yeah, I get that. Johnny? He's my man of the match today. It doesn't say a lot, but he, t- he took his goal well. He was busy. He worked hard. And do you know what? He went into centre midfield and he did a real good job when he had to. He he didn't leave us short. He was putting his body about and doing what he could. Obviously, he's, he's a striker by trade that we kind of haven't played up front sort of thing. <laughs> like, he just... Yeah, he was... Andy's just said it's probably the best game that he remembers him having since Lincoln. I, I'd, I'd say it's his best game since Plymouth away. I thought he was phenomenal at Plymouth away playing right of a front three that day. And thought today was really good getting forward and helping out, coming backwards and stuff. It was a bit disjointed the first 10-15 with him and Wilson behind Taylor, but they soon settled and obviously it's easy to look better against 10 men, isn't it? But he did. He he got it. He got in. He gambled. Um, it wasn't an inch perfect ball from Matty Taylor to him for the goal. It was a massive defensive error by them, but he gambled, put himself in, and it was a really good finish. So, yeah, it's it seems like the corky. I know who I want at the club next season. Pep talk has had an effect on him. But can you say the same about others? I don't really think you can. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Speak to that. We'll move on. And Johnny, you you can get Willow, and are we seeing the dying embers of Wilson's career at Vale? You played forty five minutes today. So... Yeah, I, I can't remember if I give Butterworth a rating. It was six anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but you give my my So, yeah. so is all Johnny? Are we seeing the dying embers of Willow's Vale career? Do you think? I'm going to be controversial here because it seems going to be a very unpopular opinion. I don't get the James Wilson hype. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, is he a good footballer? Yes, he's a good footballer. Does it look brilliant when he's on the ball, running and gliding past defenders? Yes, it does. Does it do it enough? No. And. Uh, I'll give him a benefit of the doubt the last couple of being hindered by not being played as a out-and-out striker. But I just... A player that misses 10, 15 games a season then takes another three or four to get going and then it's just... Yeah, it's frustrating. I think... I, I asked this question when he was injured would you downgrade Willow for a 46-game-a-season striker? And I think I would. And, and that's that, That's just... the, Will, the Will, Wilson, the player, we will probably never have a more technically gifted player at Vale. I don't think we will. I think he, he, technically he's better than Gary Roberts ever was. But... The injury problems are the reason he's at League One, and he signed for a League Two club last season, aren't he? Let's 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 be realistic. Wilson would not be playing at Port Vale if he, if if he was fit every week. So you you've got to balance that. Today's performance wise, 
he got absolutely poleaxed after about 30 seconds and like he got kicked up into the air. It was it was it, it was one of them challenges you look at and go, Well, that's James Wilson out injured. Like it was it was that bad. He got up, he, he brushed himself off and he started playing he started playing all right. He got the ball down, but I think it sums it up that when Corky thought we need a change here, instead of sticking with Harrison and Wilson, who arguably are probably the, the best two strikers we've got at the club on paper, he he made that change at half-time with him. I thought Willow was, was all right. He's energetic and then bursts that he does because he does run in bursts. Every other time he's just walking around, and maybe that's just because he has he has got that air about him. You know, we see these players that are just that bit better that that don't look like they're doing a lot, and then next minute they've dropped a shoulder and they're in behind. So maybe that's just the the sort of the better player in him means he doesn't have to run around as much as others do. But it, it, in our team, we need we need work, we need hard workers, and we we've seen that your Constantines get outshone by his sodgies quite easily. And I'm not obviously not putting Willow in the bracket of Leon Constantine downing tools sort of attitude that we saw a couple of times, but I am putting him in that sort of demeanour for me of doesn't look like he's working hard at times and then other times it looks like he's busting a gut. I, I just think today was one of them that it just, it just looked like it didn't work for him. Um, that said... There was there was a couple of times where he's he's running back and trying trying his best for this club. So who knows? But yeah, James Wilson, he's gonna be up there with our top earners and we need the you need your top earners on, on the pitch for nine percent of the season, in my opinion. So it's an odd decision, not one that I'd like to make, but a structured deal would be ideal. Does he take that? I don't know. But on the course of this 45 40 it is it was a five it was it was there he, he did some things all right some things it was anonymous and do, do you so before you go do you think it was a bit of a statement that at half time they get a two two in a game we're, we're live in that he takes him off I honestly have no idea anymore um <laughs> it, maybe maybe it was that tackle in the early part of the game you know it, it was yeah. it, it, he was doing something ridiculous on the ball and then the lad just flattens him and yeah you, you, you don't know at that point when, when Wilson goes down <coughs> you, you're all you, your mind's running away from you you're always thinking the worst aren't you so um, it seemed I don't know if yeah if it was an old fashioned big Ron style reducer sort of foul because he didn't seem to I don't know but it's a problem I have with James Wilson is that you know even when he, he does he, he he's capable of some of the most sublime things I've, I've seen for a Paul Val player do but at the same time he doesn't really influence games enough you know he's not really barring a bit of a run about a year ago He's not really dragging, getting games by um, by the scuff of the neck, and just 
I don't know. I think he's a bit of a luxury we can't afford. And I think, I mean, I, I don't want to make the decision, but it might be that he gets an offer that makes the decision for us um, in the summer. We, we don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. But it, do, you it's, Clark thinks, do you think Clark is thinking that? By take, by when he take, the point I'm trying to get across is that in the bit in a live game, he takes him off after 45 minutes. No, do you think that's what Clark's thinking? Or is trying to second-guess Daryl Clark a dangerous game we don't want to get into? It, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, who, goes, who knows what goes on in Clark's mind. But yeah, maybe the... I I I think that we've got to have a long hard think about how we allocate the whatever budget we've got next summer, and I, I don't know. Um, would would Clark want a Wilson? Would he want a, a striker that's more suited to um, more of a, a higher press? You know, like a younger Matty Taylor. Uh, I don't know, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd hope that all things being equal, you, you get an hour out of Wilson at least, and you see how the game pans out for the first fifteen minutes of the second half, and then you you decide who you want to bring on accordingly, because it's it's ten aside and it's two two at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all pretty fair. Andy and I thought, um, moving moving on to Matty Taylor, who you know I thought was pretty decent today. So have a shot at Matty, Andy. Yeah, I thought he was um, a bit better than he's been. Um, nice penalty because um, he went in. You know, if keeper guesses right, it's probably not a nice penalty. Um, busy, bright, um, did the. I don't know, maybe ratting's not the right word, but, you know, he, he was getting about a bit, put himself about, a um, bit of a daft booking. But, I mean, who noticed another daft booking today? Um, yeah, it, decent. About as That's about as far as I'll go, decent. Yeah, Johnny? Yeah, if striker gets goal and assist, he's had a good day, hasn't he? Yeah, that's where, so. I'm, that's where I'm at, yes. Yeah, so I, I get the, the other side of it. The, the tackle wasn't pretty, but he, he was kind of playing on the wing at that point then, which quite funny that we had we had wingers a, a few weeks ago and now we haven't. But yeah, it's six for, for Taylor. He's done his bit, but it just needed be needed to be a bit more composed and a bit calmer at, 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 some, at some points. But while taking penalty, Nice bit of shit outery by Vale by letting Butterworth stand with the penalty in his in in his arms with the ball in his arms until the keeper comes on and then Taylor takes it off him, which thought that was quite interesting because everyone around us was like, "Oh, Butterworth's having this," and then yeah, as soon as the keeper comes on, Taylor takes it off Butterworth, puts it down and plants it. So, um, yeah, sorry, it's a funny thing. Before you go on, the lads I was watching the game with. Why the lads called that straight away? And I've not noticed before, but he said more and more clubs are doing this to stop the keeper getting in the penalty taker's ear. You know, well, obviously the keeper couldn't have been sent off, but to stop 
the, the centre all in this case the centre halves or the players surrounding the penalty taker trying to put him off. He says it's becoming more prevalent. I've not noticed it before, but he said straight. This lad said straight said straight away he won't be taking that. He'll give it to Matty Taylor in a minute, and he was banged on. But sorry, Johnny, crack on. Yeah, well, I was going to say the only thing I was thinking was was it more that the keeper was coming on. So whilst the goalkeeper coach was talking to his keeper saying, oh, Dan Butterworth goes here, here and here. So this is what this this is the way you go. And then when he looked at it and goes, oh, that's not a Dan Butterworth. Has he got the chance to reassess that? That was my thoughts behind it. But yeah, I hadn't even thought about the other, the psychological shithousery side of it. Of It takes the pressure off that player as well. So that keeper yeah. did take a huge amount of time to get ready. Himself yeah. ready and get on the pitch as well. Um, so yeah, I didn't even notice that Taylor got the assist for the other goal. Um, there was, yeah, was that much going on; it just got lost completely. It was speculative. It wasn't. It wasn't what you'd call like a a Beckham esque fifty. It was. It was a bit of a defensive mix up, really. So that's the eleven done. Obviously, we're going to need the sub. The sub we have made substitutes at half time and. One particular substitute made a really big impact. Missed a good chance to put us in front and that got sent off. So we'll go back to um, Johnny. You can have um, the pleasure of talking about Sammy. Because I think he deserves that we need to talk about Sammy, not Kevin. Yeah. Do you know what? Cork, Cork won't have given a shit about what Sammy did at Accrington. And I'll, I'll be deadly honest, I'm, I wasn't that bothered by it either. Do you know what I mean? I was Love more me. by the fact that he put in a shit performance at Accrington than, it, than him telling, telling some fans that were screaming at him, fuck off. The fans that were in that and some of the fans in and around it are obviously are asked by it. So today, when he comes on the pitch, it's all... It, it's almost past last chance saloon for Sammy Robinson with them at that point. It, he he had to put in something spectacular. Now, the first four touches of the football, he tried the little flick inside and it didn't come off. And it was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Sammy, just trap it and pass the ball. And then he started doing it. He started passing it and linking up and you're like, that's better, that's better. And then he gets himself in and Amos was stood near us and Amos was like, he should have just gone down there when when he went through on goal. And I was like, if he's not on a booking, he maybe because is it because he's on a booking he doesn't because risking getting sent off. And then he goes and puts in an absolute stupid challenge, which is always going to be a booking. <laughs> just stand there, stand there and stand there and take that one. Do you know what I mean? And just go, yeah, I can't. He's got to go past me. I can't. I can't stop that from happening. It was just. It was young and it was young and stupid. Is 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 probably the best way to describe it. But it it's, it's almost it's almost undefend indefensible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I almost can't defend it because <laughs> it we're, we're down to ten men anyway. So a professional footballer should be able to hold his nerve and not not make that challenge. But it was just daft. It was just really daft. Andy, is that last chance alone he's been kicked out of it? Or is there a way back for him? 
if it was me, yeah, I think you you wait. He's, he's a player who's gone backwards, and I, I don't see how we um, how, how he comes back from this. If there's one player who you thought was daft enough to to go in with a stupid challenge when he was already on a booking, it would probably be Sammy Robinson, and he he didn't disappoint us all, did he? Uh, the, the, I mean. First minute, the second half, he's in the book. A few minutes after that, yeah, there was a good few sloppy passes. Then he gets a, a decent chance, and he's, you know, he, it's, it's not an easy chance to take. And I don't know, can he just concentrate on hitting the target? I, I don't know. He, he looks a little bit off balance on his wrong foot. Could he just? force a save, even hit the keepers something. And then when when I saw Massey getting prepped, I genuinely thought Clark was thinking sub a sub. I thought he was gonna you know, Sammy's on a yellow, just just bring Massey on at right wing back and um yeah just don't don't go down to nine. Didn't happen and I, he, he just, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've probably laid into him a little bit before when I'm on here, been on here before. Is he, he does seem a little bit like he looks like someone who doesn't look like a footballer sometimes. Um, a bit like um, a ringer in the five-a-side team who your mate knows, um, and it's just, I'm just a bit. I, I don't know. I don't know where, 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 how he comes back from this. Yeah, on Sammy. Yeah, we both. Yeah, I think you both pretty much said everything that needs to be said. All I, what I would say is that when we first saw him, we thought there was a player in there. We thought there was a player with a lot of talent who could kick on and be a player. I don't think that's. I think most people who are fair-minded would have said that. What he had, what he hasn't done is kick on, and he has actually gone into reverse, and that's probably what will cost him at the end of the season. Has anybody got anything to say about the other subs? Obviously, Ellis had forty-five minutes. R- Rory Holden appeared from nowhere. Anything, anything easy you want to say about the other subs? Um, Ellis, I thought, you no, know, didn't really do much in in the opposition area, but he um, won two or three great headers when we were under pressure. Before they scored, um, Planty, I thought, was a lot better than he was on Monday. Um, slotted in at sort of a right back, he, he, he seemed a lot more comfortable. Um, like I, I don't know if he was a bit nervous on Monday, he just seemed like he'd settled down a bit. Um, Alden, he's, he's a bit wee, isn't he, in centre midfield, but. He did an okay job, considering I probably had pretty low expectations of him. Um, as for the others, don't know really. Um, think that, who, else, who else came on? Massey. Gary Massey. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have noticed. You wouldn't have noticed him, Johnny. Massey made a bit of a nuisance of himself. To be fair, like, yeah, he, he had an off decent chance. At least, at least he ate one. Yeah, I just three at half time. Only Alice had a positive impact. Rory Oldham was all right. There was 
couple couple of glimpses sort of thing. It's it's gonna it's all it's 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 hard because I'll ask you both a question now. When was the last time one of our game changers did what they were that they were sent on to do? Andy's got a way better memory than me. You go, Andy, first. Um, well, I mean, arguably, Sammy changed the game. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll rephrase that. <laughs> Positively. Yeah, when was the last time they, they, they did it for the reason that you want to send them on the pitch? Actually, um, can I just jump in? I think Sammy did a pretty good job at Sheffield Wednesday away. Even though we lost, I think he did have a positive in December. Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you want that December to find me a sub? Let me have a look. Let me let me bring up 2023 season results. So, Oxford at home, Accrington away, Cambridge, Portsmouth, Burton. Proctor came on and scored. No, I'll, I'll go Forest Green, Forest Green Rovers. We made some good changes against Forest Green. Yeah. When, yes. when Cass got injured, we all stood together in the rain pretty much, didn't we? And Lewis Cass landed on his head. So it was a four substitution, changed the game and we won it. So can I have Forest Green? So, so, yep. so you've, come forward, you've come forward a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best I'm doing. Proctor at Shrewsbury came on and, and gave us a little bit more up front, yeah. arguably. But yeah, well, the, fair the, enough. That, that, that's why I asked, because I was struggling for it. Whereas last season, you know what I mean? Politic come off the bench in the first half of the season a couple of times and made a real positive impact. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing I'm struggling for. And you look at it and it's just... As a squad, we are... We've probably got the right number of bodies as a squad. We've just got the wrong type of bodies. We've got Cass that now is in his second year as a pro, and it's the second year after Christmas he's got a serious injury that's kept him out for months rather than weeks. Now, I'm not saying that's that that's going to happen for the rest of his career, but that's a concern for me. We've got Jones that seems to disappear out of the team for long periods. And yes, this time it's because of a bad injury, but we're just, you look at people, what consistency have we got? Nathan Smith, Tom Pett, Dave Worrell. Ben Garrity. But them three players, two out of them four players we've just named, two of them were here before Daryl Clark. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's an issue for me. It's a real issue that we're relying on players that nearly got us relegated from League Two, and I'm not saying look, they, they, that doesn't fall on Smithy and and Waz's shoulders. They were they they were both during both seasons we were down there, head and shoulders, our best two players, but they still nearly fell out of the league with us, and we we still we still have slowly improved everywhere. Look, Matt Hancock admitted it on, on the podcast the other day. We got promoted 12 months too early. It's been my theory all season, and he basically admitted it on, on there. Does that, that means this is Operation Finish 20th this season is. It is. We, we need to finish in this league. Because if we don't, 
we are fucked next year because Rex. Yeah, a thousand percent. I would something I was going to make. I we if obviously Wrexham will go up and go again, or and Notts County will probably go up in the playoffs. And I don't want to steal your thunder, Johnny, but yeah, I couldn't. I, if we don't stay up this year, we've got big problems. Yeah, and then that's it. I, I just think like look, we we've put ourselves in a good position over the course of of the first half of the season for to not let this happen. We are six points off Cambridge, who they're running. They've got Wickham, Plymouth, the next one, and then they've got Accrington, Burton, Forest Green. Now Burton are the fourth best team in this league at the minute. Yeah. So, like, I tell, yeah, like over over the past ten games, Burton, sorry, the fifth best team in the league. So yeah, we're we're the third worst. Do you know what I mean? So Burton have pretty much had our season back to front, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. And there's just one other player who is perhaps worth a mention. With all our striking options, is Jamie Proctor. You know, he's not getting a look in anymore. Is he something we could have looked at today to hold the ball up a bit? But he hasn't particularly done anything he's got before. And if he's not getting on in games like this, he's a, he is a last striker in the pecking order, isn't it? You know, if you're rating our strikers from one to five, obviously Meepo, but he seems disappointed. Is Proctor finished? Anybody? Yeah. I think, I think, I think we're protecting Proctor in terms of he knows he's going. He's coming back off a long injury. And maybe we're just saying, look, if we can get you to the end of the season fit, you've got half a chance of getting another club next season. Yeah, I think we're doing him solid. And and let's be honest, the 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 three the three strikers are above him in terms of quality. If yeah. you if if you had to rank him, Alice Harrison is by far our best striker all round. Willow's technically our best player, and Taylor probably fits our mould the most. So they've all all three of them again have got slightly different qualities and reasons, whereas. Proctor's good because look, he was great in League Two last year. But we're in League One. It's a diff it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um I, I if Proctor isn't getting on um ahead of other players and he's I think that's it for him. I think um I don't know, just get the impression that Clark doesn't fancy him in certain situations and um, I'm not even 100% sure why he's on the bench sometimes because you just can't see what sort of situation he comes on and and what is what is the situation made for Jamie Proctor and considering everything there have been so many different ways in which games have gone wrong for us and and, and Proctor isn't the answer for any of those. No. So there we go. And that, and we'll just finish off on Daryl Clark, because Johnny, you said you wanted this to be under an hour, or you spectacularly failed there. We need, yeah. we need, we need Bezos better hand on the table than me. So let's do Daryl Clark before we, before we give our glorious predictions for Ipswich. Yeah. 
it, hands are tied with the 11, so you can't criticise too much about that. The subs, the subs were dis- disastrous, really. Like, like Andy said, Sammy's on a booking. I think he'd committed a couple of fouls after that as well, hadn't he? So it's not like he was just... He was just, oh, this another yellow card, there's a surprise. I, I don't, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the subject of protecting players, but Ojo probably should have got sent off the other week for for second yellow, shouldn't he? Um, we were at a home game, I can't remember where who it was now, but that he probably should have been sent off then. Was it was it Cambridge? Could have or, been, yeah. Either Cambridge or MK Dons, where he, I think MK, MK Dons maybe, where he probably should have been sent off for a second yellow. But we just we were just spectacularly imploded today and lost another two players. And yeah. I, I am for the second away game in a row. I am beating the drum of play your best eleven, do your job in front of you, and then concentrate on the next one in a couple of days' time. If we have to, the lads aren't going to be home tonight. They're, they're probably going straight down towards Ipswich. Yeah, they're staying till Wednesday. They're staying somewhere near Ipswich till tonight and tomorrow night. We'll be having one of our world famous quizzes. Um, which club have had the most sending offs in consecutive games or something? But yeah, this this day now, Andy Clark. Yeah, it's am I on mute or am I off mute? Uh, there you are. No, no, just just he said muted, and <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, it's not necessarily what he's doing badly. It's just that whatever he seems to do, it just isn't working for him. It's like he's not getting the response he wants, and whether that's because the players aren't responding to him, whether, I don't know if there's some sort of issue in the dressing room. It just seems that some sort of magic's gone with Clark. And I don't know, I've, I've seen one or two little gripes about him. Maybe a couple of people think he's, there's even there's even one or two calls for him to go. I've seen, I mean, he's on, it's on one veil fan and it's those sort of forums and, you know, you have to take them with a pinch of salt, but, it's, there does seem to be a feeling that things have gone a bit stale with him, and I, and I don't know how he turns that around. He probably needs a clear out because it doesn't. These these players don't look like they're absolutely busting a gut for him, and when you see discipline on the pitch falling apart, you, you have to wonder what is going on. Is he told players a little bit too early that they're leaving? They're not getting a contract. It just all seems a bit all over the place, and I I don't know I, I don't know where we need to regroup somehow. This if if we're staying down, I mean not down because Lincoln's up and Ipswich is down, but across yeah. If we're staying Cross, east, if we're staying out east. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll stop somewhere in the middle, like a few days at Great Great Yarmouth or something like maybe. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever you know. It's like we need to use this to try and sit down, have a proper chat, and maybe regroup and, and do what we can for the last three games. Because is it three, four? Whatever. Uh, because 
you know, we need, well, we need to basically finish above one of Oxford or MK, don't we? Yeah. We, well, what what we call at work, an honesty conversation with the players. Um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, um, about Clark, for me, um, when you're having three red cards consecutively from different players, the management needs to be looked at for that. You know, especially when they're quite silly ones as well. You know, you get one, you're surely telling everyone to why the next and just to think on. And there's the lack of discipline. We, we smack of a we smack of a team and players who a lot of them know they're not going to be there at the end of the season. And dare I say, some of them are pining it off. But going back to you, Johnny, finish us off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we 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 travel we travel to Ipswich on Tuesday. Um, just just in case anyone hasn't seen. Ipswich aren't in great form at the minute, so, so we're lucky. Um, they've their last ten games, they've they've only won nine, they've drawn one, scored twenty nine, and conceded one goal. So yeah, terrible form. The one goal that they conceded, though, you'll be glad to know, was in the draw. So they aren't they aren't completely unpenetrable. So yeah, is it a Port Vale thing to do to go and win down there? <laughs> yeah, I would. I wonder what the the odds on that must be quite quite long. I would have thought. Well, shall shall shall, shall we have a quick little little? I'm just, I'm just looking now. <laughs> yeah, I think given that um, Charlton six nil is a par score, I'll be I'll be better or worse than Charlton. I know it doesn't work like that, but. Yeah. Well, we're a lot yeah. worse than Charlton. Charlton with the form team coming into this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just Ipswich <laughs> are three to ten on, and you can get eight to one on Vale in a two-horse race. That's quite decent before you start. So, so that they, means, what, yeah, if you put means. tenner on Vale at eight to one, you've lost a tenner. Yeah. There we go. Who's just that worth? Yeah. I, I, that I didn't get the sound then, but probably for the best because I know what he was he was saying. So it probably automatically bleeped it out. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it muted it because I said some, some bad words. But yeah, like, I don't know if you caught if you put a tenner on, you've lost a tenner. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I remember we we don't have a great record at Ipswich anyway, regardless of whatever. I, I remember we lost there five one on New Year's Day, we one did. year we've. Um, had a few threes. Normally, it's just a solid three nil. That's my main memory of Ipswich away. It's just like a a pretty solid comprehensive three nil sort of <laughs> defeat. And I'll 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 quite happily declare on three. Yeah, or, stuck behind a stuck behind a truck on the A14 on the way for fifty miles. Yeah. Well, um, um, yeah. By the way, you can get ten to one on us uh, on on for us to win on Skybet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, if you want to lose, if you want to probably get twelve quid um, by putting a tenner on now, and the odds coming in a little bit and cashing out, probably for the best. <laughs> or even the unthinkable happens: we go one nil up early doors, and and they go, "Here you go, here's fifteen quid," and then we lose five one. Yeah. Cr- but, cr- yeah. Look, we are in the unthank think the, the unthankable position. Yeah, 
I don't know. That's made up words. We're just in a horrible position, aren't we? Like, we're going to go. Can we play Stevens and Stone in goal at the same time? Is that allowed? Is that a good idea? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking if if you put Stevens on the penalty spot, like yeah, tell Stone stay on the line. If he does, if he throws one at goal, at least Stone's there to save it. Um, and I can play. still see something going wrong. Between them, (laughs) yes, Stone probably comes for it, and Stevens punches it in the net or something. But I do, yeah. The team picks itself, really, doesn't it? Let's be honest. The Stone is in goal. The back three is the back three. Wozner and Benny and the wing backs. Tommy McDermott and Tom Pett are centre mid. Yeah, and then Alice Harrison starts with. Taylor and Taylor. Willow. Taylor and Willow around him, probably. And, yeah. I think the only thing you could probably do is um, leave out Willow and bring Butterworth in because he does offer, you know, into a more advanced midfield role. Because like you say, he didn't do too badly today when he dropped back into midfield. We're very open game. I don't think, you know, we've not got a lot of choices, but we've... Uh, that team smacks over getting a battering, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, what's the, the, the issue is there is there is no alternative, is there? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. You know, it's the team you picked because think, Christ, we're going to get battered. Then you think, what else could we do? And the answer is nada, nothing. Well, I suppose if if you're feeling if you're feeling brave, we we could. We could make a slight change and who knows if it works or not, but you could put Forrester at right back, put Smithy and Donnelly as centre-halves, Ben in left back, put Pet and McDermott there and then put maybe Matty, Worrell, Taylor, Willow, Harrison, any of them, four of them five in front of them and kind of go a back six versus a, a front four. but. I think that's feeling very brave in terms of risking Donnelly at centre off. I don't think you want to do that. No, well, it's just like as you say, the options are so so threadbare. You just got to chuck something out there, haven't you? The positive is politics bans up, so he can make the squad. Did he only get one? Yeah, I'd assume so, because it wasn't violent conduct, was it? Well, it was, it, well, it was a bit, bit violent. Yeah, I suppose, but... I, we'll, we'll see about that anyway, but... I mean, just don't get any more players sent off and we can try and beat <laughs> Bristol Rovers, so that's ideal. Ojo will be back for then. Um, maybe, hopefully, Garrity's a bit nearer. We need Ben Garrity to come in and save a season, don't we? Yeah, we do. Garrity's stock is rising. <laughs> yeah. One, one, one player whose agent sat there laughing laughing to the bank is Ben Garrity's isn't it, by going, you've you seen what you're missing when, when he's not on the pitch. So, hopefully, if he's fit enough, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd run him back in now. But, I don't know. Is it worth the risk longer term? We've got five, 
five games left, haven't we? So yeah, four, four, yeah, four games left. So yeah, hopefully, I think really you don't want to risk it Ipswich because we're going to lose anyway. If you could be back for the biggest game of the season, for the the the, the game we we really have to target is Bristol Rovers at home, isn't it? You know, that's our big chance our, and our best chance to to get the three points that will keep us up. I'm going to ask you a question that Adam Brown posted on Twitter earlier. Which is the bigger fixture? Bristol Rovers at home last season or Bristol Rovers at home this season? Do you want to go, Andy? I I honestly don't know. Last season felt massive. Although, I, I don't know. It was still... It's really tough, isn't it? It's like promotion, really. The, each is probably as big, in but differently. Different yeah. types of mentality, isn't it? I mean, it's not... Bristol Rovers should be safe now. So you'd think that it's not as big a game for them. They probably won't sell out the away end like they did when they were flying last Easter. So you'd think that um, it's just, I don't know, it's just its its just a big relegation game for us, isn't it? Yeah, I think that um, last season when we lost to Bristol Rovers, it was ve- it sort of killed off automatic promotion in a way, did it? It was very bad, but there were still games, winnable games, and we could still drop into the playoffs. This game, the next game, is probably the only game we'll pick any points up from. You know, if we're being completely honest. So I think you know, the next game against Bristol is is bigger. But you know, the game you the game you're going into is always bigger than one from twelve months ago, isn't it? You know. But, I don't know. They were both massive games, but there's a lot of pressure on this one coming up. Yeah, it was something that interested me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. Because we played them at similar, we played them at the business end of last season, and we're playing them at the business end of this season, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that obviously we'll we'll talk about that Wednesday when Bez will be back. So he can throw in his two pence worth if he's managed to see it. Hopefully he hasn't and it's not ruined his weekend away. Um, but yeah, hopefully this will be out. Obviously it is it is Sunday now. Uh, we are 12 minutes away from being a two-hour podcast that I wanted to be under an hour. So kudos to three of us. Um, yeah, I'll get it uploaded. Everybody, remember the sponsors. Johnny's Bar will be open tomorrow. Junior Carpet Hero will be on the piss now, so give him a ring Monday. Um, we've got Andy's taxis. If you want to fly to the other end of the world to avoid the Ipswich game, I'm sure he'll be gladly. I'll help you get there. Um, and I am missing one other. Av Tarin. Avtime.com. There we go. Um, go on then. Let's for the for the drubbing. The time of the first goal, Andy. Um, Twelve minutes. And I assume it's an Ipswich goal. Yeah, yeah. Be um Ladapo or some one of the, one of those fellas. Well, you'll be happy that he started on the bench today. 
Uh, well, there you go. He's, he's um, they'll they'll use the squad, won't they? Yeah, he only come off it and scored twice. So, yeah, he's yeah. he's made his case for a for a starting place, hasn't he? Yeah, the, the the guy he replaced didn't score at all. So, yeah, rubbish, yeah. rubbish. Get him off. But yeah, um, Steve, are you going any other than twelve minutes? Are you going earlier? Yeah, I'll go. My heart says that we'll lose 6-0. My head says 7. But I think Connor Chaplin's due. He's only got 25 goals this season. So I think he'll score pretty early after about 36 seconds. Is that including his hat-trick today? Yeah, that's it, yeah. He's a bit out of form, so he needs to... Uh... I'm going to say he scored 6 in his last 4. Yeah, he's, has he scored 20? I think he's scored 24 or 5 goals already on this season. Something like that, yeah. But like I say, he scored six six goals in his last four games. So yeah, do you know the last time they lost in the league was Oxford on the twenty first of um, January. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, do you know the last time they lost at home in the league was it was, Lincoln? No, well, no Portsmouth back in twenty twenty two sometime. Oh, right. So I remember Lincoln beating them at... Oh, hang on. That was the EFL trophy. That doesn't count. Ah. Um, the last time they lost in the league, I don't know. Flash doesn't go that back that far. They def- I remember them losing to Lincoln. But they had, they had a bit of a sticky patch where them they they were draw, dropping points, drawing games, even though. But so were Plymouth and so were Sheffield Wednesday. No one team's really... It really felt as though they took the um, league by the scuff of the neck. Although saying that, I mean Plymouth are in the high eighties, so you know that's a, normally a decent points total. So maybe I'm that's just how I it, I perceived it. But they've made the move at exactly the right time now with Sheffield Wednesday um, bottling. It's maybe the wrong word. Maybe it's not the wrong word. But Sheffield Wednesday having a, a sticky patch, aren't they? Ryle's sticky patch. Yeah, well, Sheffield Wednesday have got seven points from the past seven games. So, yeah, it, that, yeah. Is, that is bottled, isn't it, really? So, yeah, and, and they've played one game more, I think, than Plymouth and Ipswich. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's looking pretty good for Ipswich. You know, if, if, you're, if you're running a, a marathon and, and you're, or, you know, you you're making your move now. You've not got the same pressure as, say, if you're leading from the front all season. Yeah, from from an Ipswich point of view, is this the game you want to see as an Ipswich player? Oh yeah. If you were thinking we could do with three points to get us, which could take us top of the league, I would imagine we're one of the tight. And you could say, right, who'd you fancy playing? I wouldn't think there'd be many teams. Above us, who you'd think who you'd fancy playing with? Probably say Forest Green, wouldn't you? Literally at the minute. Yeah. Forest Green. I'm always wary about playing teams that have already been relegated, and the sort of pressures off them. Um, so that's when funny results start happening when you play teams that are already gone down. And I'm hoping that with Forest Green playing a few teams that are sort of between them and us, that they get a couple of unexpected wins and maybe because I can't see where our next win's coming from I need we could do with them taking points off um, Oxford and Cambridge and whoever else they've got to play yeah, yeah. 
Sim, yeah. It's going there'll to be, be some funny. There'll be some funny results between now and the end of the season. It's not going to go the way everybody expects it to on paper. It's just we need to make sure that when the music stops, we're not in one of those four seats. Oh, lovely. What way to end it. Before we do go, I'll, I asked you this question, I think, last week, because we all, us three, you don't seem to be able to record anything less than two hours. Uh, Johnny, which league are we playing next year? Today? League one. Andy? League one. Something will go in a favour. I don't know what, but something will happen. And... Quickly, yes or no, if we are in League One next year and we finish one place above the relegation zone, is that a successful season? Johnny again first. Next season. No, if we finish yeah, if we finish one place above the relegation zone this year, so we play League One next year, has that been a successful season for us? Yeah. We ask. Andy? Andy? No. Oh. God. Right, that's that's for a Thursday night because it's quarter one now. <laughs> that, that 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 is for a Thursday night. There we go. So we'll eat one. It's like a, like a cliffhanger on the, you know like neighbours used to end up with a cliffhanger every week. That's Andy like leaders in. Oh, I'm just, I, I, I might see if I can get the EastEnders theme tune to pop on the back of that. Yeah, that's it's it. like the Doofs, isn't it, on EastEnders? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got the bill. I've got the Bills theme tune in my head as well, so I can't even do the EastEnders one. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone else can can imagine what's just happened. So as Andy said, no, there's the cliffhanger, and then we'll go tune in. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. Lovely stuff. Everyone, enjoy your Sunday. Go out with your family. Forget football even exists. Go and have a few pints. Just go and go and do anything other than think about yesterday. But uh, most importantly, have an ale and up the veil. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. Here's a fun fact. Every day, millions of people around the world use Photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff. Designs for T-shirts and posters, graphics to promote brands and businesses, images for social and websites. Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.